Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Pablo, today we are talking about Joseph in the book of Genesis. We will look at three times Joseph had to make a tough choice, and then we will ask, what if Joseph had made a different choice? The Bible says Joseph was strong, handsome, and intelligent. Hard not to like Joseph, unless, of course, you were one of his older, jealous half-brothers. He was Jacob's favorite son. You can almost hear his ten brothers chattering around the campfire at night. The Bible says they hated Joseph and could not say a kind word to him. For example, listen, did you hear that new multicolored robe Dad gave him? It looks like he gets the birthright of the firstborn. It's not fair. And that little snitch goes and tells Dad every time we do something wrong. Yeah, and that dumb dream of his that we will bow down to him someday. What a bunch of baloney. Wait, Jim, I don't think Joseph's brothers ate or would understand what we in North America call baloney. Good catch, Pablo. Okay, where were we? The brothers talking around a campfire? Got it. Joseph's ten older brothers were far from home one time looking after the sheep. They were filled with jealousy, anger, and bitterness towards Joseph. And over the horizon comes Joseph, sent by Father Jacob to see how they were doing. You can almost feel their contempt. Here comes that dreamer. He says he had a dream, and all of us will bow down to him. Who does he think he is? Let's get rid of him. Agreed? Agreed. They grab him, throw him in a dry cistern, and sit down to eat. Just as the brothers were sitting down to eat, along came a caravan of Midianite traders taking spices to Egypt. So the brothers took Joseph out of the pit and sold him as a slave for twenty pieces of silver, and off Joseph goes to Egypt. This brings us to what if number one. What if Joseph had escaped from the Midianites and made it back home? Wow, what a story. Now Jacob would have been furious. More anger. More unresolved family conflict. Joseph would not be in Egypt to interpret Pharaoh's dream. There would have been seven years of famine, the Egyptian Mediterranean civilization, plus the entire messianic line in the family of Jacob, would have been wiped out by the seven-year famine. But no, Joseph arrived in Egypt and was sold as a 17-year-old slave to Potiphar, captain of Pharaoh's palace guard. The Bible says Joseph was very handsome and well-built, and Potiphar's wife began to look at him lustfully. Oh, oh here comes what if number two. What if Joseph had slept with Mrs. Potiphar? How long would this affair have continued before Mrs. Potiphar tired of her new lover or Mr. Potiphar found out and Joseph was either executed or fleeing back to Canaan with a bounty on his head? But no, Joseph stood against the temptation and told Mrs. Potiphar, How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. Again, we see the sovereignty of God. If Joseph had slept with Mrs. Potiphar, Joseph would never have been in prison to interpret the cupbearer's dream. Joseph would never have been able to interpret Pharaoh's dream. And as said earlier, there would have been seven years of severe famine. 
the Egyptian Eastern Mediterranean civilization plus the entire messianic line of the family of Jacob would have been wiped out by the seven-year famine. Joseph stood against the temptation and told Mrs. Potiphar, how could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. Every man listening to this program today will face what I call the Mrs. Potiphar test. Someday, somewhere, some woman is going to suggest to you the following phrase, Come sleep with me. If you're single, it's called fornication. If you're married, it's called adultery. Either way, if you're claiming to be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ, it's called biblical immorality. Thank God that Joseph, like Daniel, purposed in his heart not to sin against God, and he accepted the consequences, was falsely accused of rape, and sent to prison. While in prison, he meets two other inmates, Pharaoh's cupbearer and Pharaoh's chief baker, who have dreams. Joseph interprets the dreams correctly. The baker is put to death. The cupbearer is returned to serve Pharaoh. As the cupbearer is leaving the jail, Joseph says, Mention me to Pharaoh so he might get me out of this place. And the Bible says Pharaoh's cupbearer, however, forgot about Joseph, never giving him another thought. Before we go to what if number three, let me remind our listeners that Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham is a listener-funded program. Contact us at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. If you find the program helpful, check out our website, goteachglobal.com, for more programs and how you can partner with Go Teach Global. Now comes what if number three. What if Joseph had his request answered immediately? Well, first it was another two years before Pharaoh had his dramatic dream of the seven fat cows and the seven lean cows. If the cupbearer had remembered Joseph and told Pharaoh immediately, and if Pharaoh had even agreed to consider releasing Joseph, who knows what Mr. Potiphar might have done to him. Joseph may have had to leave Egypt on the next camel train to Canaan. He would have come back to his father, and the shock of him being alive might have even killed his father, and the family feud would be on all over again. Let's review for a moment, Jim. Joseph is in prison, alone. His father thinks he's dead. Potiphar's wife has a new lover. Along comes two inmates in jail with Joseph. We are not told what their crime was, but it was worthy of death. They have a dream. Joseph interprets. One dies, one goes back to Pharaoh's court. Joseph says, remember me. And scripture says he forgot all about Joseph for two full years. It struck me, Pablo, as you reviewed That sounds like the COVID pandemic today. We have been asking God and government to release us from this pandemic for over two full years. People feel like their prayers are not being heard. Jobs have been lost. Family reunions wiped out. Church buildings closed. Pastors fined and arrested. On and on it goes. And we feel like Joseph, waiting to be free again. Look at the third what if. What if Joseph's prayer to be released had been answered and he got out before Pharaoh had his dream? Joseph would not have been able to interpret Pharaoh's dream. 
There would have been seven years of severe famine, the Egyptian Eastern Mediterranean civilization plus the entire Messianic line of the family of Jacob would have been wiped out by the seven-year famine. Joseph is our hero in this story. Joseph did not escape from the pit or the Midianite caravan. Joseph did not fall into temptation and seduction with Mrs. Potiphar. Joseph did not get prematurely released from prison as he requested from the cupbearer. He did not short-circuit God's sovereign timing. As he told his brothers years later when he forgave his brothers, and the story ends in Genesis 50, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Men, I want you to think of a time in your life when someone intended to harm you, or perhaps they did harm you. It may have been a family member who physically or emotionally abused you. It may have been an employer who fired you or held you back for all the wrong reasons. It may have been a Bible teacher who introduced false doctrines into your thinking. You may feel like Joseph. You're in a pit or you're in a prison and you do not see your way out of this into the palace. You are discouraged and it feels like there's no one who cares. Let me say from my own perspective and that of many who have suffered for more than I have, do not waste your pain, your sorrows, your setback, or your loss. Do not try to short-circuit God's plan. Paul and I have traveled overseas to multiple countries and met Christians who are being persecuted for their faith in Jesus Christ. Some of the stories are beyond our imagination. Paul, tell us about Pastor Ha in prison in Vietnam. His story sounds like a modern-day Joseph. Pastor Ha was the founder of a large evangelical church in Saigon after the communist takeover in the spring of 1975. Every day began with a 5 a.m. three-hour prayer meeting, and each evening concluded with a Bible study. Every month they experienced 80 to 100 conversions. One year they baptized over 800 new believers. Within three years, the church services were filled to overflowing each Sunday with more than 5,000 worshipers. It took four services to get everyone into the sanctuary on a Sunday, and all services per week totaled 21. Obviously, the communist government did not like what was going on, so they ultimately arrested Pastor Ha and put him in prison for more than six years. Upon release, he immigrated with his family to the USA. There he shared a report on God's working in his life during those important imprisonment years. Here's what he says, quote, If God had called me to prison ministry in 1975, I would have refused. But he spent those years preparing my heart, so when the time came, I accepted. I saw all this as the amazing plan of God. During my six years and 23 days of living in iron cages, the Lord called 96 people to believe on him. They were members of the former government, officials from the new communist government, refugees, Chinese, Cambodian, even a few of our captors. My prison wasn't like the one in the United States with television sets everywhere. We slept on the cold floor facing mosquitoes, leeches, and cockroaches. Prisoners were always hungry, fighting disease constantly, and battling each other. One time I was isolated in a very dark room. For 16 months I didn't see anything. The food was rotten, but praise God I wasn't sick once during that period. 
God put me in prison to share Jesus Christ with the outcasts and the hopeless to express his love. His glory became known in that prison. The guards tried many ways to keep us from communicating with one another, but the witness went on. Over the years, the prisoners had dug holes in the thick walls from one cell to another. Their purpose was to pass cigarettes, but I used them to speak about the Lord. When I was in isolation, I found that the people below me could hear through the toilet hole. They memorized verses of the Bible, learned songs, and came to Christ all through that hole. End quote. Thanks, Paul. Another what-if story. What if Pastor Haw never went to prison? Ninety-six men might not have heard about and received Jesus Christ. You have heard the story today. Will you respond and receive Jesus Christ and be free from your prison of sin? I spell sin, S-I-N, selfish individualism now. You can be free, men. There you have it, men. Contact us at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com and request your copy of What If Joseph Had. Men Alive is a production of the ministry Go Teach Global. We invite you to come visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm Paul Estabrooks on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to become Men Alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ.